welcome to Honestly Cat, the podcast full of life lessons that empowers, educates and enlightens women everywhere. It's my mission to show you just how gorgeous you are and give you the tools to upgrade and transform all areas of your life. So let's get started. Welcome to my eight-week pop-up podcast to celebrate the launch of my debut book, Born to Shine, The Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life. Over the coming weeks, I'll be exploring and discussing many of the subjects that I cover in my sparkly and transformational book. This series, I'm talking to various women who are shining examples of ladies who are living their purpose and fulfilling their passion. First up, I'm talking to Bri Penny, a master behind the camera and pretty gorgeous in front of it too. A 9 to 5 life has never really appealed to me, and way back when I did live a life in the rat race, I longed for freedom and purpose. This week, we discuss how Bri's career came about and how she manages her time on and off the road as a digital nomad. Don't forget you can purchase my book on Amazon and at all major bookstores or simply just head to my website, catraincock.com. On this week's show, I'm introducing the gorgeous and wonderful photographer, Bri Penny. Brené Brown once said, creativity is the way I share my soul and no truer is this for Bri Penny, a creative photographic angel who brings to life people's brand with her amazing photographic skills And her talent really lies in her ability to bring out the authentic and radiant self with a clever use of light and, of course, love. She weaves adventure into her life. And as long as she has her camera by her side, her talent goes global. She makes the creative life look a dream. And what I loved most about Bri was her courage to make her own brand hers, despite going against the tide. Welcome to the show, gorgeous and lovely Bri. Tell me how your business began and sort of what inspired you to take this route. Hi then, thank you so much for having me. First of all, that was an amazing introduction. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I just want you to introduce me like that everywhere I go from now on, please. Okay, I'll <laughs> memorise it and I will do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, um, my career path um, wasn't the traditional, um, like... I know exactly what I want. I'm going to go for it. Focused, intentional career path. It was a couple of flowy, winding um, moves that kind of got me to where I am. So if I just start at the beginning, I in school was just the like pure creative. Just I really, really didn't excel at academics. And it was kind of just my identity was so wrapped up in being a creator and an artist. Um, and I actually was was assessed as being dyslexic when I was seven and it really kind of that is was quite a poignant uh, part of my education where I then started developing a lot of anxiety and a lot like crippling anxiety in school over everything that wasn't creative um, which really kind of drove a bit of a wedge between the kind like career path and then just me wanting to be this free-spirited artist that I didn't really ever know how I was going to make money from that so just as kind of society puts you into like the boxes I ended up being told I needed to go to university that that was kind of the norm and like what my parents recommended for me to do as well and I delayed it by doing a gap year because I was like I just don't want to go and do that what was that What, what what sort of 
vocation or job were you at that time being guided towards was it like an accountant or something well you know what, what was it yeah so basically I graduated from school from a level with really good creative results and kind of like mediocre um academics and so everyone was like 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 my parents and things like that were like okay so how do we quantify this into a job role for you you can't be an artist so you'll be an art teacher or they're just trying to like protect me and make sure that I actually had like a fighting chance of getting a good job you know and um and like so they would be like maybe an art therapist or and I didn't really know but I knew that I was I kind of learned that I couldn't be an artist I needed to turn it into a job role which now looking back is obviously a little bit ridiculous but at the time, that's where that's what what all of our minds, like me and my family, that's what we that it was kind of. This was over ten years ago. This was before um, all of the creative entrepreneurship that we have access to now. So, um, for university, I did a degree called visual communication. Um, I kind of picked it for its vagueness because I just wanted the degree. You know, my goal was just to have the degree. Um, I majored in photography, and it was this was where my photography career kind of the the beginnings, the roots were planted because I very randomly majored in photography, and that was just kind of a fluke. Um, and I once again was kind of the class idiot, but I actually excelled really quickly this time um, and realized that it was completely natural and all of my like line drawing and painting and all of the traditional artist skills got honed into that and I was kind of more like a visionary and like it was more about like my vision rather than physically what I was making so I was just an artist in a different shape um after that um so yeah I left university absolutely determined to not be employed by anybody (laughs) and just carried on just being a photographer so I actually grafted so hard. I lived in a little town called Worcester um, in the Midlands in England. And um, I just like flash forward a couple of years. I I waitressed. That was my side hustle to refuse to be employed. So I waitressed. I um, did little jobs for regional publications like Ladies Who Lunch, you know, that kind of like event photography for like 60 pounds and stuff like that. Um, And it was it was, I kind of felt like I was like, where am I going with this? I think at one point I was working for nine publications and I just had no money. Um, I didn't really have like a career ahead of me. I just was like, just doing little odd jobs. So the next kind of big chapter move um, for me was moving to London. I was told by peers and people in the industry, like, obviously, if you're going to be a big photographer, you need to get where all the media stuff is and and get some commercial clients like fashion photography like seemed like the way forward as like the success like it was back when wedding photography was like not a cool career like it is now it was like mm. you're a wedding photographer if you failed at fashion like that was kind of the stigma right. so that like going it alone route wasn't really seen as successful um, and that's really different now. Like, I think Instagram has a lot to pay with all the little love shots. But um, wedding photography now is like, is is so much more of a sign of success. But mm. back then it wasn't. So um, I moved and obviously like doing what I thought I should be doing. I started assisting. Um, I was recommended this is the way you get forward in fashion photography. You assist a photographer and you learn through um what they're doing and then you kind of come out the other end a few years later and you've got all these connections and all this knowledge and then you kind of slot into an agency and you become a successful photographer in your own right so I started that and I 
think I did it for like six months. It wasn't ever full time. I just assisted like people through other photographers I knew that subbed me out of the work. And I hated it to the point where it just felt that that feeling of being back at school. I hated it that much. Mm. So I don't know whether it was like my annoying resistance to like having rules and a hierarchy and and anything like other than my parents because my parents were really free and relaxed with me everything that was kind of telling me I should do it like this this and this I felt really resistant to and obviously I'd kind of like fallen into this path in like my school and university and and what I was doing I was kind of just listening to people's ideas trying it and realizing that it was really the wrong idea so um I I just had one awful day assisting where like this is really like heavy hard work it was like car SUV full of kit and like I would cut my fingers like trying to assist and I was I'm not very strong so it was always a struggle and I would feel so drained afterwards and I just remember being like do you know what screw it I'm not I'm not going to assist like I don't want to be successful if this is how what it takes I, I really disliked it so I just ended up trying to be a photographer in my own right I decided I didn't like fashion and what it represented in the industry and and just kind of like the whole experience of that ruined it for me so I started my own um business photographing models and I started it with my best friend and it was just so free and easy and we shot from home and it was just it went on for a few years and we we had good success but we obviously couldn't charge that much um in that kind of space um and that's really what has got me to where I am now it was going it alone shooting every single day day in day out people um and that slowly transformed into photographing business owners and entrepreneurs and doing branding um, and then I stopped photographing the models because I had so much more love for creating the branding shoots for people. And and it's interesting that, and, and it, if anyone's listening to this and feeling frustrated about where they are, the point is, is that you've almost, well, you, not almost, you have taken your, the, those moments of frustration and it has led you to where you are now. So it's, it's kind of like saying to everyone, like, even if you're frustrated and things aren't going your way, you're being led in the right direction. It just doesn't feel that good at the time, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think that what's funny is all of the pivotal points are the bad times. Like, that's what I, when I think back and I, if I'm trying to quantify my journey into a story, like, it, the, the most important parts for me were the times where I was like, this is bad. What needs to change? Like you're, yeah. you're so right. And I, and I resonate with that as well. Those moments uh, that I've, you know, taken different jobs or for me, it was always, I, I just can't work nine till five. It, it, it just, it just didn't resonate with me. And it's not, not like I've ever been, been opposed to working hard, but the nine till five thing just didn't feel right to me. And that's why for me in the part of my life that I am now having this freedom, particularly because I have two young kids is just so, so liberating. And it's Mm. interesting also that, that all those years, um, at the beginning of your sort of starting um, the photography, you were, you know, you said you were taking pictures of ladies at lunch. And to to some extent, that was the early days of 
what you do now. I mean, you you just come back from LA and you were photographing brands, but you were also taking photographs of you know you together with with your female friends and business partners, not business partners, but you know people within within your world of business. So it was kind of already formulating at that that time all those years back. Yeah, that's so funny to think that. And even to think how my degree is actually quite relevant now in what I do um, in being like a visual communications expert. So yeah, it's funny how I really put everything down to flow and and like how I've navigated the circumstances rather than and, and it and then that has built like these skills from the very beginning, like, even like my horrible experience at school, I think that that the flow of what that's created for me now um and just allowed it to kind of build until I fitted into something which feels like a good place to really really blossom how liberating do you feel now that you that you were strong enough to go I don't like this and I'm going to choose something different and now you do have that life where you choose what you do oh it feels so good and the thing is is I never did have a nine-to-five like I have waitressed as my side hustle. And then when I when I told told you about the little season of my life where I lived in London, I all I did modeling and like promo work and stuff. That was my side hustle. Like, but it was to me, it was still playful and free. Yeah. Like I wasn't um a I wasn't it was it was just like paying my rent while I tried to be an artist still. Um and um yeah, like it does the moment where I started the model portfolio business and I was able to stop it was kind of like just replacing one thing for another. I was replaced waitressing with little bits of photography. And then obviously my cost of living went up when I moved to London. So I needed to replace um, that with the modeling. And then that got replaced with the model portfolio photography. It was just like my whole career feels like it, it felt at this till this point, like a series of trial and errors <laughs> rather than a, a like a strict plan and structure you know if you wanted to be a dentist there's kind of like a set of rules that you need to follow to get there like I didn't have any guidance or mentors for this type of life that I wanted um even though everyone that was influencing me had my absolute best interest at heart it was very much trial and error and when you um not when you first started, but a few years ago. Um, and like you say, before the Instagram really took off, photographing you within your brand was something quite unique, wasn't it? Yeah. Not, so- not necessarily how everyone else was doing it. They would sell their product or they would show their product of what they they were photographing. Whereas it was different for you. Again, another another opportunity where you were like no that doesn't feel right to me but this does and that's actually been the thing that shaped your brand I mean I just love I mean everyone who's listening to this must must follow both Bri Penny's accounts because they are so inspiring and I and I love watching your life and I love watching you and your hair <laughs> oh that's brilliant thank you so much thanks from my hair as well um so, <laughs> it appreciates it um so yeah um it, like during the time when I said I was assisting um there was like it was in that kind of shape of business where there was kind of that not any not anywhere near as extreme as like the dentist and the lawyer where you have to do this this, and this but in the fashion industry there was kind of like a way you do it and um 
before like this how many years ago maybe like seven years ago this was seven eight years ago so um people weren't on Instagram taking pictures of they weren't the face of their brand unless you're like Tony Robbins maybe I'm I'm not Oprah but um it was um I was I just found creative expression and joy out of documenting myself as well as other people. And like, I would even like set up an auto timer in my free time and just like be playful and take pictures and, and stuff like that. And it wasn't like, it, it just wasn't normal. And I would have people saying to myself like, well, do you want to be a model or do you want to be a photographer? Because if you Google you, you come up as a model more than a photographer. So it's not being taken very seriously. Um, whereas now like that's completely everything I stand for is like putting yourself at the front of your business and leading with connection and leading with that personal touch. So I was kind of inadvertently creating that personal brand. I didn't, it just didn't have a name back then. I don't feel like. Mm. And how do you find balancing, um, life as a photographer and having that freedom because I know some people struggle with, well, if I just give up the nine till five and I'm living this creative life, it does take quite a lot of discipline to say, right, well, I'm allocating like like your Instagram shows you were in L.A. and you were on workshops and working, but then you were also having fun. So how do you create that balance of like, no, 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 this is work. This is fun. Or, or, it, or do you purely it is all it is all just work and fun all the time <laughs> well I'd like to believe it's all just work and fun um I think I'm quite lucky with the way that my my kind of personality is built where I'm 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 not sure if you're into astrology but I'm a Gemini yeah. rising Virgo so first of all I'm a split personality right down the middle like in every walk of life so I'm a true Gemini so I'm super creative and free-spirited but I actually really love structure as well and um that also my rising Virgo loves that too so I love I love like making lists and then like throwing caution to the wind and and stuff so obviously that's not very productive but I tend to have like either like two modes um in my business so I've either got the traveling shooting very busy high energy like extrovert life or I have the laptop like incense taking care of myself dog dog walks nobody call me introvert life and I tend to swing quite wildly between the two um so it works quite well because I do find that my shooting trips are just my fun and I get to travel wherever I really want to because I can kind of generate work as as long as there's entrepreneurs there I can kind of say hey I'm coming to town and and try and generate work um and a lot of the time I'll I will work with my old business partner she'll come and team up with me and it's just like my best friend and me are just creating pictures so the style of job I have yeah it doesn't really feel like work probably the more worky side of it is when I'm at home and I I will schedule out edit days and I'll look at like marketing and stuff but to be honest, I think because it's such a, a heart-led business, that still just feels like it's something I want to do. I'm never like, oh God, I've got to do, I've got to do an edit now, or I've got to try and make my business work. Like I, I never see it like that anyway. So yeah, I think I'm just lucky that I've that it's that it's worked like that. And also, um, I just tend to automatically become good friends with all my clients because that's the energy that 
we need to work in that relaxed friendly like space where people can be authentic and they can feel not judged in front of the camera and so I just think it's just a nice um like energy that my work is surrounded with and and it it really is I mean I fell in love with you when we first worked together um the next person I was actually going to mention is Lara shout out out to her um (laughs) Because she, you, you mentioned her just then, and when when one takes on a, a creative or solo business, it can at times feel quite lonely. But you have created, first of all, you you you've now created a bit of a, a team because you vibe so well with your clients; they become sort of a team, really. And and as you were away recently, you're with a lot of people, so it's not a solo thing really but that's been created by yourself and also you 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 know you often do shoots with Lara and again creating that sort of team vibe even though technically it's a solo business oh yeah for sure and just to kind of uh, if anyone who doesn't follow um, along, like Lara is, she comes along on, she's just like this magical unicorn, which I sometimes get blessed to have on a shoot. So we used to run our model portfolio business together and she would do hair and makeup and she's a full-time model. So she has the other side of the camera knowledge that she can bring to a shoot. So she's really good at art direction and model direction and styling and stuff. So sometimes I have her on shoots, like if she's also a free spirit, so I don't always get lucky enough to have her but she'll come in and just magically up level the shoot massively um and so that's that's Lara that's why we love her um but yeah um I think I don't I was listening to something the other day and I was trying to figure out whether I was an introvert or an extrovert and I'm not really sure because I feel like I have this Gemini split personality but I think that the energy of of collaboration is amazing and I think if I was constantly just at home I don't think that that I mean, because I'm a creative, like adventurous person, I think if I was just at home and say I just had a role of editing, maybe, and I was teaming with someone and they were the photographer and I was the the marketer and the editor, I don't think that I would um, do very well in that environment. I think I need the, the both. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no I completely agree. And I, I, I think I'm the same. I do enjoy the moments where I'm sat on the sofa writing stuff and preparing, you know, things ahead of a client session. And I equally love being out there and being with people and going to events and being part of that. So it, although I'm not a Gemini, I'm a Sagittarius, which I think is my adventure spirit and why I always feel like I need to be on holiday yeah. um, having some kind of adventure and I think that's why I resonate with what what you do um, and it's a different kind of split but it's the same kind of like desire for adventure but equally I just love a bit of sofa time oh yeah definitely and 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 there is such a power in in females being together I mean of course you know there's power in men being together and us all being together but there is nothing like having a circle of women that you can sit around a table with and have a laugh and be creative. And it's something that I go back to. I, I spent some time on a yoga retreat last summer where it was like 20 women and we didn't, none of us knew each other. And by the end of the four or five days, we were all crying and hugging. And it was a really special place to to be and be around. And I think that's 
becoming more and more I think there's you know a lot of society has sort of separated women and made us judge each other and 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 shame each other to some extent because that's kind of what we we have been indoctrinated to do to ourselves but the power of women together is huge do you do you feel that Oh, absolutely. I think like like no other in the industry that we're in, the personal development industry, we've just learned the power of lifting each other up rather than, I think that's obviously, I've come from the fashion and the, and the kind of modeling industry, um, not me being in fashion, but as a photographer. And um, it feels really different. It, it, we're, we're lucky in the industry that we're in, but I feel like we're leading the way. Absolutely. And I think that's so important because of like the the fashion industries that become the fashion magazines that we read and this, the whole judgment and separating us and actually, you know, together we are, we are even greater. Tell me about, you work with conscious brands and that's really representative of you being a conscious person, aren't you? Like you, you eat vegan, and you are generally just full of love. I mean, your email address says says it all. Send love, um, but it's yeah. really important to you to also then work with conscious brands, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I tend to attract that anyway. Um, I think because, like you said, I've got quite a strong personal brand myself. Um, I'm not like, oh, we'll just hire this random photographer person that owns a camera. You know, like um, I think what I'm putting out there is just organically attracting that style of business back because like my main website banner, I'm kind of sat barefoot with like, like just super messy hair, like in a national park with my laptop. Like, so I think that it's, it's what you put out is what you get back. And that's the power of the personal brand, I think. So I've never really had to be like, Oh, you're not my vibe because um you know like since doing personal branding I've never had to just be like no I mean occasionally I'll have maybe actually people will not approach me as a branding photographer but through Instagram and ask me to promote a brand and I'll say no because it's leather or or something like that so I'll have that but once people actually get to know my brand and my business and what I stand for and what I can do I just don't really get approached by people that don't have soul-centered businesses I guess yeah, I mean, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. So yes. that's why. And growth is really important to you as well as, as not just an individual, but of course, your business and you attend like workshops and business development things, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm a seminar junkie. And um, I just I love I, I love I, all kinds of personal growth. So I listen to business books on Audible and I read um like personal growth, like spiritual and non-business related things, um, like old fashioned style with an actual book. <laughs> um, and I just try, I actually can't even, I can't, I physically can't read a novel. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's some kind of scarring leftover from school. Like I can only, and I love documentaries as well. Like I, I can, I can watch a film, but I can barely watch TV. I, I literally don't, I haven't watched anything that doesn't like up level me in some in some way for the longest time yeah I mean thank goodness for Netflix because the documentaries I mean I just when my husband's out and we're not watching a a box set I'm like oh what Netflix documentary can I watch that I get learn more or expand my mind mind more so you know shout out to Netflix because I do oh my gosh yeah they have the best documentary section I just watched one a couple of days ago I've got to recommend um it's called stinks and it's about fragrance in products and it's like it's like mind-blowing the kind of stuff that you'll learn (laughs) 
<laughs> you'll oh, never okay. use products ever to. again <laughs> oh yeah okay that's on my list and yeah. I wanted to ask you as well like y- you spend time away um on you know photographing people abroad how do you manage that with you because you're you're married how do you manage that and keep connected because that that sometimes if one is spending a lot of time away, it can be quite difficult. So what tools do you use to ensure you stay connected, even though you're physically apart, but you're energetically together? Um, Oh, that's a good one. So um, my husband is in the army. So our whole relationship, we've always known like a lot of separation. So when we first met, we only knew each other for like four weeks. And then he went to Afghanistan for three months. And we kept connected over email so he was lucky enough to be able to access email almost every day um and then since then he's been away for like sometimes up to five months he gets sent to Canada all the time so um they they train out there I don't think many people know that but there's loads of tanks out in Canada training um and so we do like automatically like just because of his job have a lot of time apart so I'm used to, we're both used to kind of being the one that's got to hold the fort down at home. And a lot of the time I'll do trips whilst he's away. So it's kind of my way of feeling less lonely in the house. Um, And so it, I mean, I do try not to have it where I'm going away at at like when he's at home, um, because we want to maximize the amount of time we've got together um, at home. And we have two huskies and Huskies are basically, just to give you a bit of a backstory on huskies, they're the most unloyal dogs that you can get. So as much as our huskies love us, they just love anybody who will feed them and walk them and play fight with them and howl (laughs) with them. So we have dogs where they're quite versatile, um, where we'll have friends just come and live in the house for a couple of weeks while we're away or, and they'll have their routine the same and they'll, they'll just be perfectly happy. Um, Mm. I mean, I've even had it sometimes where I've come home and they've been like, Oh yeah. Hi mum, whatever. And you can see (laughs) videos of like dogs on Instagram of like going crazy when their owners return. So yeah. So our like lifestyle, style we do try not to be apart as much as we can but um sometimes the time difference is really difficult the time difference we struggle with the most is LA to England because I'm by the time um I'm awake like I'm at work when he's going to bed and that like really we really struggle with because I'm like I'm not on my phone at work basically I'm just all in so we just send each other loads of whatsapps and just try and keep up with each other one thing we do whether we're together or not is um it's called the pit and peak. So every day in bed or when we text whatever time zone we're in, when we're going to bed, we text each other um, what the pit and peak of our day was. And I'm all for positive mindset, but I do believe that I need to understand what, what my husband is struggling with every day as well as what's a celebration. Um, so that's like, I guess maybe my, my number one tip for kind of staying like properly meaningfully connected when you're not physically together. Oh, I love that. I love that. Pit and Pete's. Oh, you two are so cute. I mean, the love love story is just, it oozes out from your Instagram. It is just so cute. And I love the fact that your husky is so, so not bossed. So not bossed. I know. Because I mean, mean, we're fully part of our. You um... you are so bossed about them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they're just way too cool huskies are too cool they're just like yeah like we're, we're happy to just be released into the snow we don't need you like they're Aww. just so independent they're like they're just they're they look they're so clingy when they're puppies and then as soon as they get to like a year then they suddenly are just like yeah we're, we're cool we got it we learned everything we needed they're so funny <laughs> your, your dog walking and being in nature is really important to you isn't it yeah like um just being out and hiking like it's kind of like a sunrise sunset ritual in my day and um our plan is to emigrate and take the huskies with us like we're gonna make their dreams come true and move to Canada and give them some snow time so yeah my husband's the same as well we just want to be outdoors as much as we can yeah I mean it and it really it really shows how you do you love the outdoors you love being with your dogs you love taking photographs so anyone who doesn't follow Bri please follow both 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 of your accounts Bri Penny and Bri Penny Photo because they are both inspiring in different ways seeing you illuminate people's brands and then equally living the life of adventure and lovely presets I mean it just looks (laughs) so gorgeous and Thank and I think, I think it's just to show people that that this life and the life that you live is, is really possible stick to what you know stick to what feels right in your heart because ultimately that's that's what you've done and you've and, and that can take courage and it can and it obviously takes belief in yourself but you are now living a life of freedom abundance happiness and what I think is our most important um, um, thing is to be creative and to fulfill your purpose and you are doing it aren't you Bri? Yeah I mean I've just relentlessly so I'm trying my hardest to stick in the lane of just beating my own drum and just figuring it out on my own so yeah definitely. <laughs> oh, well thank you so much for sharing your story and for showing women out there that to have courage and to stick to what you know in your heart really is the way it's about going with your gut, fulfilling your purpose and a life of freedom and happiness awaits. You are a walking, talking, creative angel who shows women how to live the life. Thank you so much for inspiring me and I'm sure many, many women out there in the big wide world. So thank you, gorgeous Bri. Oh, thank you for having me and inspiring me right back. Don't forget, you can purchase my book, Born to Shine, the Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life on my website, catraincock.com, or at all major bookstores. Now off you go and shine your light. That's it for this week's Honestly Cat podcast. I'm Cat Raincock. Join me for more honest talk from honest women next week. <laughs> <laughs>